Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome back to Loose Units, Loose Ends. I'm Paul Verhoeven and that's John Verhoeven. And thank you so much for hanging out during the Christmas period, uh, during our Best Of series. We had an absolute blast curating those episodes for you, but we are back in the studio. We are going to be back doing our regularly scheduled programming. And we thought we'd start with just a bit of a bit of a catch up. Dad, how have you been? Paul, I would like to share something with you and the listeners. Please. First up. Yeah. And that is that I have a big grin on my face. And why is that? Because I'm super excited to be back. Oh, oh that's sweet. It's uh, Has it felt odd being away for odd. this long? Odd and even. <laughs> Paul. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. The last time you and I were sort of actually together. Yes. Was in Melbourne doing yeah. the double live show. Yes, which people have now heard both of, which is pretty exciting. Um, it, it was honestly, that was such a rush. And last year was so packed with stuff uh, towards the end that I actually forgot we'd done the live shows. I was trying to compile a list of all the stuff that we'd done during 2022 and Tegan went, you guys did two live shows. That was a mm. huge deal. I, I, compl- I completely forgotten because it, it happened in between all these other engagements we had. But mm. those live shows were, I would say, our most enjoyable so far. Would you agree with that? Mm. Incredible. And the, the book signings at the end of each show, um, if you were to put all the people sort of, you know, like in a conga line. Sure. Is that what they call it, a conga line? I don't know how where that comes from. Does it come from people that were dancing in the Congo? No, that's conga. I think it's like a, it's like a, it's a dance. It's just a cool. dance, Dad. But imagine if they were doing this type of dance. Yes. Um, the cue mm-hmm. was... The length and it curved, mind you. Yeah. So if it's it's kind of like um like a spring, mm-hmm. like a slinky. Yeah. So if you were to sort of stretch a sort of spring, <laughs> like coiled. Yes. Like it's it's a certain length when it's. What are you talking about? No, I'm just trying to sort of describe to the listeners. I'm getting to the point. <laughs> are you? Yes. <laughs> and that is that. If you have a, a Jesus spring. Christ, Paul, no, hear me out. If you have a spring and it's a certain length, but if you stretch it out, it gets longer. And that, and the point is that the lines for the the sort of the meet and greet, the photos, the book signing, yes, on each 
show, if they were sort of curved. So if you stretched the, the group out, it would be longer. So I guess what appeared to be, say, 25 metres was probably 50 metres each queue. God, that took a long time to get to the point. Oh, my God. Um, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm like a... I'm like a coiled spring. I'm like a, a spring, but not as... Yeah. And <laughs> and might I just say that we do talk about certain subjects that are slightly uncomfortable at the live shows. Yeah, yeah. And we did touch on something that I remembered. I had this terrible flashback mm-hmm. and I was with my mother yesterday. Oh, and I said, and then I remembered... Oh, she oh, listened to the show, didn't she? Yes, The of second she one. She listens to both. She's very... Um, spontaneous and gets very excited about and she's messaged me on every episode since this whole thing began years ago Mm -hmm. but she she didn't respond in relation to part two of the live show because there's a certain moment in that show where i made an admission that oh god i'm still oh it's so terrible and then i went to um bonhams which is a you know major auction house in in the world, I guess. And I was there yesterday and I actually made reference to, because they're, they're fans, and I made reference to that particular story. And I think I used my left hand to sort of gesticulate. Is that the word? Yeah. So and that, that, I think they were a bit shocked. But anyway, I digress. But look, it was an incredible experience. Um, it always takes me a long time to come down after those shows. Yeah. And then, then you go straight into the, the incredible sort of, you know, you get, in this case, we went downstairs, and the the whole place was pumping. It was amazing. It was it was so incredible to have spent years and years, specifically throughout lockdown, talking to all of you remotely and not really seeing you, to having mm. you know rooms full of you, and mm. it was just so gratifying. And we both decided on the spot after that second gig uh, that we're definitely going to be doing more live shows as soon as we can. So mm-hmm. now, yeah. Paul, um, something, a couple of big things happened. Mm-hmm. In the last few weeks, I guess the biggest thing that happened in terms of something that sort of kind of concerns, not concerns, it, it sort of, it relates to Christine and myself in that we we have three children. Yeah. Sounds weird saying children because that makes you sound tiny, um, small, but you celebrated a very special birthday. Yes. And I guess in terms of birthdays, I think... And I'm not sure whether this is everyone's going to agree with me, but I think 21 is quite a significant birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the biggest birthdays you can celebrate in one's life, if you manage to get to this particular age, is a birthday you celebrated. And kind of, I'd like you to explain to to the listeners and also me to a degree as to why. You wanted to celebrate this momentous occasion overseas. Right. So I turned 40 and I asked mum and dad how this felt for them. And I guess I was worried that it would make you feel old. Because dad, if I kind of just was cruising through life having fun and then one day realized I had a 40-year-old child, I'd probably feel a little bit... I don't know. It would remind me of the passage of time. Mum certainly seemed aware of that. She said, God, it makes me feel old. But I have spent so many birthdays just doing mundane stuff or being around. Look, Tegan and I, we have a really big thing. We Travel is very, very important to us. And 
I just didn't want to turn 40. I didn't want to hit that point in my life uh, in a place that was in any way familiar. So Tegan and I had actually headed across to London to spend Christmas with Anne, um, my sister, because she was in Europe. She was actually in working in Berlin during the lockdown and she was kind of trapped in her apartment for a few years and she hadn't managed to spend much time with the family. So we promised her, we said, look, we're going to come out for Christmas one year. And then, uh, yeah, a while back, we basically said, look, we're going to come out and we're going to spend Christmas with you in London. And the plan was, Dad, to leave in late December, be there for Christmas, and then hop across to uh, somewhere else overseas, probably Japan for my birthday, just to kind of scratch that itch of mine. But it turns out travel costs are abominably high right now, unless you leave way earlier in the year. So we basically got to uh, London at the start of December and ended up just living in London for a month with Anne. So Anne was kind of a neighbor of ours and we just sort of spent a month hanging out. Uh, Mm. Then Anne took us across to Lisbon, which is uh, in Portugal for New Year's Eve. And then it was about 12 days in Tokyo. So I I basically turned 40 years old in Tokyo. Um, Mm. I've been doing karate for a few years now. So there was a kind of connection there. I was really excited about that. But the moment that I actually turned 40 was on the 15th of January at um, Japan time. It was 3.15 in the afternoon, I believe. Mm, and at great. that point, I was sitting in the I was sitting in the main hall in a box seat with Tegan at the Grand Sumo Tournament. And this was during the senior division, which means I, that I'd never actually seen sumo wrestling before. But good God, is it exciting. I mean, it is so exciting. The vibe in the, in the auditorium was incredible. But it was towards the tail end of the trip. It was actually the last day of our time in Tokyo. So by that point, we'd kind of done a lot of amazing stuff. And I'd been making an effort to speak some Japanese. And we just, we thought we'd seen everything. But to actually turn 40 years old while you're watching two sumo wrestlers smash into each other in a Mm. massive auditorium was a very strange feeling. And I, I know that time is a construct and I know that it's sort of an arbitrary thing. It's not like you are 39 years old and then suddenly the clock ticks over and you gain a whole year physically mm. and mentally. You are aging the whole time. It is an arbitrary point at which to celebrate things. But I did feel something different. Uh, and I have felt, I guess since then, a little more obliged to be a scooch more mature. Um because one of the equations I made, Dad, was that I started going, okay, where was my dad when he was 40 years old? What had he done by that age, right? Mm. How old were his kids? How, where was he living? What had he done career-wise? And I started comparing myself to you at 40. So I mean, where were you in your life at 40 years old? And how did it feel for you? Well, firstly, I would like to say that on February the 8th, which is um, very soon... I turned 63. So for me, turning, so I'm 62, to have a son that's turned 40 makes me feel incredibly young. Unbelievable. It's just extraordinary to think. I mean, I don't think there are a lot of, let's just sort of narrow it down to saying, I don't think there are a lot of men Mm -hmm. that are 62 um, perhaps in Australia or I guess it depends on what country you're in because, you know, there are different customs and lots of different sort of societal, you know, things are different mm. across the world. But I think as a, as a generalisation, I don't think there would be a lot of men who are 62 that have a 40-year-old son. Mm. So because it's simply because 
um, we had you, uh, golly, I was 21, you know, nearly 22. Yeah. Which I think's pretty young. It's pretty, look, it strikes me as very young, but it's obviously worked out quite well for us because it means that there's less of a generation gap, which means we can communicate on a kind of slightly more equal footing, which is mm. sort of, it, it has made this, certainly it's made the whole Loose Units project flow a lot easier. Um, mm. Yeah. I, um, when I was 40, uh, I resigned mm-hmm. from the New South Wales Fire Brigade after 10 years. Hang on, you were, so you were at the Fire, Bri- fire Brigade I was, when you... Yeah, I was, I, I, well, I was 39 I joined the fire brigade when I was twenty nine, oh, and I and I left um, ten years virtually to the day. Mm-hmm. And the next birthday that I had, I was actually working at the Sydney Opera House. So I turned forty, uh, working at the Sydney Opera House. Oh, and the year, of course, that I turned forty, Paul, yeah, was the year two thousand. So. That's really weird. That's mind-blowing because you've been telling the story. and In fact, listeners, you will have heard this story on um, the live show episodes uh, where Dad, in his red undies, dived into Sydney Harbour whilst working mm. at the Opera House, which means you were my age when you did that. So, by, Okay, so this is, this is the thing I wanted to get to. By 40 years old, you had been a police officer and you'd done all the stuff that everyone's heard about. You'd done forensics, you'd done work cover, and you'd done the entire fire brigade, mm. and then you turned 40. Now, that does make me feel a tad uh, underachieved at this no, point. No, there's no such thing, Paul. Oh, I don't know. For I, I all look, people. Yeah. No, nah, you, don't, you don't want to flagellate and beat yourself about, look, we all have our own journeys, our own destinations, ever-changing. Yeah. And it's not good to, to compare yourself with other people. Um, and as Christine, very wisely, a woman of great wisdom and few words... Uh, some may say the opposite of me, one of her favourite sayings, which I have truly tried to adopt. I can I can say hand on heart, over the last 12 months, I have genuinely tried to adopt one of her mantras, which is, don't look over your shoulder. And it's a fucking good one. I've never heard her say that, but that does make sense. She says it to me. Mm. And uh, there's a reason she says it to me, because I bang on about the past. Do you? Well, yeah. You know you know how all humans... You know, it's a classic. Um, we all make mistakes in life. Mm-hmm. My sweet mother, my dear mother, and I don't know whether it's a mother thing or it's just a way of sort of trying to comfort, you know, one's son, daughter, whatever, but, you know... I've made some big mistakes in the world of antiques and I've also had some extraordinary wins. But if you make a big mistake in the world of antiques, uh, a really big one, my mother will simply say, well, you can learn from your mistakes, but you actually can't learn from your mistakes in the world of antiques because the situations that happen are unique. And if you miss out on something incredibly rare, that is not going to happen again in your lifetime. So I'm actually starting to confuse myself, Paul. God. What what was the point of all this? No. So we were just talking about... um, 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Don't look over your shoulder. Look forward. Be positive. Uh, we all have shit days. We have great days. We have a lot of kind of average days. Uh, the analogy, the glass half full, half empty. Uh, I can say to you, and to everyone, to the listeners, that my glass is neither half full or half empty. My glass is perpetually overflowing. That's a fact. Yeah. Now, I was born with a certain disposition. <clears throat> and I think other people that are not so, you know, they, they might be quiet. They could be sort of introverted. They've got their own dramas they're going through. Um but life is a great journey. We're all moving forward. No one's actually going backwards. That's impossible. Uh, although Einstein did prove that time travel is possible. But I don't think anyone's actually managed to go back in time. We can go back in time in our minds. I didn't tell you something while you're away because I felt it would kind of possibly not upset you, but I know you're very focused. You've got a pinpoint you're very sort of, you know, once you focus on something, you, you go hard, go fast. But I had the opportunity, Paul, while you were away to buy a, uh, to buy a letter uh, written you, by Tolkien. Are you, are you serious? Yes, I am. Did you buy and it? I, no, and I decided not to tell you about it while you're on holidays because I believe, Paul, be A, you're a fan of Tolkien, and B, you actually went on a bit of a magical mystery tour in relation to him. Why didn't you buy it? Because it was far too expensive. Uh, and could, it's, uh, 
But anyway, is it true that you actually did some Tolkien stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm an obsessive Tolkien fan. Oh. This is this is ruining me, the fact that you didn't... Oh, I'm so mad. Uh, we'll, mm. look, we'll loop back around to this in a second, but yes, so... Tolkien, uh, he did a lot of his um, his writing and living and stuff in Oxford in England, and uh, Tegan and I were staying in London. So we rented a car and we hopped from location to location where Tolkien worked and lived and all these other things happened. Because it turns out that when he was growing up in that area, a lot of the locations that he based places in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and whatever on are real places. So we hopped around, we went to where he uh, studied in Oxford, we went to the pub where him and C.S. Lewis hung out, we went to... We went to hit Tolkien's grave, uh, where he's buried with his wife. We went to, I mean, it was like five days of pure nerd overdose. It was in, it was very very potent stuff. So now I've got this very different relationship to his work and his life. And uh, I mean, it was it was very stressful and very breakneck, but it was really powerful. And you're right. If you told me that you had the chance to buy a letter, mm. Dad. Extraordinary letter. Uh, actually, it's about ten pages. I'm really, um, I'm really, not mad's not the word. I'm no, con- I'm confused. Hang on. So, how much more expensive was it than what you wanted to pay for it? I mean, was this- no, it's a, it's it, it's it's a very expensive item. And I was just, I happened to uh, a friend of mine contacted me and said, mm-hmm. would I, would I like to come in and have a look at it? Which I did. But it, the thing about it, it's actually not incredibly desirable in terms of the content. It's sort of the content is about to do with how he came about choosing the clothing for one of his stories for the characters. That's still... It's, oh, my it's God. It's very intense. It's very medieval. It's it's an academic uh, sort of piece that someone wrote to him incredibly involved at, at the deepest level about <laughs> another one of his books, not, not Lord of the Rings, some other quite famous story... Um, Not the Silmarillion, is it? I mean, I'm just. I think that could be it. Oh, yeah. shit. That's my favorite. Okay, so. You... Yeah. <laughs> Hang but on, Paul, hand, I... handwritten? No, typed, but signed. Because, you know, I got, to, I got to do some serious research about Tolkien, and I kept all this quiet, and I didn't say anything to you while you were away, because I didn't want you to become. Shattered. Sort of, I'm shattered. You know, just, just sort of. Um, I wanted you to be, you and Tegan, to be able to focus on the important things, yep. which were a going to London, seeing Anne, having yep. Christmas with Anne, which is so lovely because she was by herself, and then going over to um, to Portugal. Christine oh, and I have not been to Portugal. Oh, Lisbon's a fascinating city. The first thing we thought when we got there was this is very European, but sort of ruinous. I mean, mm. imagine if Paris had really let itself go, but was also a lot more. Mediterranean. It was very mm. interesting. Architecturally, it was there was rubble everywhere and everything was falling apart, but it was so beautiful. And on one of the last days, we went to this little street market and ate seafood and drank champagne and just sort of... I mean, yeah, Lisbon was fantastic. Lisbon was beautiful. London was very London. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I, believe, I believe it snowed. It, it did, it did. It's, it not, mm. didn't just snow. I mean, we... So this is a couple of days out from Christmas and we'd just been to uh, this club with Anne and we'd all had a lovely night and as we headed back in, uh, snowflakes started falling, but we were exhausted. And we woke up to a litany of messages from Anne going, guys, you have to go outside right now. And this is like one or two in the morning. And it turns out uh, it had snowed overnight. I mean, snowed in a kind of Narnian capacity. I mean, it, everything was under five, six inches of really soft powder. Everything. I mean, trees and statues and the, the whole road. Everything was in snow. People had been up all night making snowmen and having snowball fights. 
And so Tegan and I put on our, uh, our shoes and just basically wandered through the city and just kind of had wintertime adventures. I made a snow angel. By the way, a snow angel in Hyde Park is, is lovely until you realize that your leg has been windscreen wipering across dog shit. And so I basically, uh, anyway, it was a, it was a beautiful day. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Look, the thing about traveling for seven weeks, which is how long we were away for, uh, is you sort of lose touch with reality a little bit. So I've just spent the past week or so um, trying to get back to normalcy. I've only been 40 for three days or four days now, and I'm trying to decide what my 40th year is going to look like. And as far as loose units goes, I think it's going to be pretty similar with a few notable differences. One, there is a thing happening that we can't talk about that we will update you on when we can. I know... I know. I know it's infuriatingly vague not to give you specifics on these projects, and I know you're all sort of speculating. But we can't we can't tell you anything just yet. But Dad and I are going to try and commit ourselves to continuing the live show thing because we had mm. such a great time at both shows in Melbourne and I don't know where we're gonna go next. I know where I'd like to go. I'd like to get down to New Zealand at some point this mm. year, Dad. How about <clears> you? <throat> yeah, New Zealand would be awesome. I'd love to do Tasmania. I'd like to do Perth. I'd like to do, I think Darwin would be fascinating. Um, and I'd, I'd like to do one place in America, maybe New York, and I'd like to do London. Um, but they, they, they are sort of ostensibly um, sort of pipe dreams to a degree. Although if a couple of little things happen down the track, that may well come to fruition yes I agree. Um, I agree. and look um i'd like to also just say something to the listeners and it's a kind of i'm aware <clears throat> and i totally understand because i've had some feedback from from friends like die hard hardcore loose units fans and some people say to me oh look you know that it's the advertising kind of sometimes can sort of jar people a little bit, but I think it's really important, listeners, to know that you know Paul and I we we do the ads, you know, and we make a few of them ourselves, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and that's it. It's, it kind of helps us out. Can can we say that, Paul? Dad, it's basically look it, it, loose units. The reason we we're able to do so many episodes, the reason we we're mm. able to do such so many, you know, tour around and stuff like. The advertising paid for the flights to get Dad down to Sydney. It paid right. for venue hire. It pays mm. for buying stock and merch. Yep. It's like literally, the, the reason the ads exist is so that we can keep doing this show. That's re- right. Yep. If, we, if, we, if we didn't have the ads, it would have stopped four years ago, probably. Mm. So basically, loose units is a job for us. It is a yeah. It, so it, suck it up, everyone. No, <laughs> because, because I, I yeah. myself, JV, I yeah. listen to every single episode. Yeah. In the Ute, generally the day after or the mm. day it comes out. And I, it's so weird, listeners, just so you kind of get a, a grasp of, of sort of the depth as to how my mind works. Paul and I, we do the show. I listen to it the next day. Paul will ask me a question. I'm listening to the question the next day. I'm driving and I'm thinking, wow, how will I answer that? It's actually a really, it's no wonder you have trouble with the passage of time. You're constantly looping back on yourself. It's very weird. I mean, at this point, we've been doing this show for uh, five years, which means we've been doing it for, uh, hang on, percentage-wise, if I'm 40, 
Help me an out. Eighth. An eighth. Right. So we've been doing this show for an one eighth, eighth. Of, one eighth of my life, and that's a <laughs> that's a long Which time. Is extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a very long time. Um, in fact, I know I've I've got nieces and nephews now who um, were born after the show started. They have literally not existed in a world without loose humans. It's very it's very odd. And so many of you listeners who've gotten in touch over the years have now got. I mean, some of you have got kids who listen to the show. Mm. I mean, which I think is bizarre, but you know, good for you. And we have a couple of uh, young fans who came along to the show uh, to the live shows, and we had some people who were dragged along for the first time. And hadn't and hadn't listened to the show, and then went. I'm, I'm just, I've literally pulled out my phone and shown you that I've subscribed on the spot. I mean, it's been so goddamn wonderful to get back into the groove of things. And our last year during the holidays, as you all know, we sort of just disappeared for about a month, and we didn't want to do that to you this time. So I just wanted to say to everyone, thank you so much for listening to the best of episodes. It's been so so good to not be out of your feeds over the holiday period. It's it's That was a really big thing for us. We, we said, we're never doing that again. We don't want to leave them unaccompanied <laughs> during the holidays. So even whilst I was away, you know, running around Oxford, visiting uh, the tower uh, called, it's Broadway. It's the tower that they based Amon Hen on. It's where the Uruk Haifa, blah, 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 nerd stuff. It doesn't matter. But I'm sitting on this kind of ancient tower looking out over Oxford uh, as the sun creeps over the horizon in a Tolkien-esque fashion. And I went, you know what? I have not left our friends unaccompanied back in Australia. They've got stuff to do. We've left them with some activities in the corner. But rest assured, we are back in the saddle um, with new episodes as of now. So we're going to be back on Tuesday with an episode of Loose Units Proper. We're going to be talking about crime again because that's what the show is about, despite what this Loose Ends might imply. Uh, Could you please do us a favor, everyone? Get back on the Facebook group and let us know what kind of stuff you want us to talk about this season because we are spending Loose Units, The Shadow Files, continuing our exploration of really disturbing true crime stories. Uh, You know, the really big, juicy ones. So if there's anything you want Dad and I to investigate and tackle and talk about on the show, uh, it can be an Australian crime, it can be overseas, it can be a cold case, whatever you want, head across to our Facebook discussion group and leave some suggestions, shoot us a message, uh, get in touch, and we will attack those things with gusto. Dad, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, we wrap this one up? Well, <clears throat> a couple of things happened whilst you and Tegan were away. Mm-hmm. And there there is something I'd like to sort of touch on maybe next week or in the, in the next few weeks, and that is a story out of America... Yeah. which I think is just brilliant and disturbing. And that is that a lady yeah. that ran a funeral home mm-hmm. and charging the families for cremation yeah. was not cremating the remains. Now, is this a big story? Do you want to save this for the show? Yes. Is this? Co- I mean, is this big enough to do an episode about? Is what I'm Possibly. Saying. This is a teaser, Paul. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't... I mean... Great. I love teasers. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds really great. Because um, it's a- interesting. It happened whilst you were away, as did a few things, and mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, that's this is a pretty interesting story. Okay, that's something something we may choose to discuss in the uh, in the near future. All right, great. Well, I mean, we've got lots and lots of things to catch up on. It's been almost two months without a live episode, mm. as in, yeah. like you know, like this with you and me in the room together. That's so. right, and the world did not stand still. Did not because if it did, mm-hmm. we'd all just fly into space. Yep, we're being held down. We are. Yep, 
And if you actually delve into the Flat Earth Society, mm-hmm. of which we may or may not have some members, what? their take on... The, there's, I was doing some reading about the Flat Earth Society. It's their, their take on things is they believe that we're actually in a dome. It's fascinating. My point is that I don't have a point. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a loose ends if it trailed off weirdly. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. I cannot express how grateful Dad and I are to have you all here um, with us over this very trying time. Uh, but we're back with more Loose Units twice a week, as per usual. Make sure you get ready for lots of red-hot true crime. In the meantime, have a great weekend, everyone. And we will see you very soon. And God, it gives me great pleasure to say this. For more loose units. Bye bye, everyone. Cheerio. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.